fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and this show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting plays. Now, our episode today is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports to bet on on the website, including MLB, EPL, and as of today, college football as well. And Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. Their mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of their website. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 on their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use promo code SHOOTERS to get started, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age. So let's talk about yesterday's betting recap. We went 3-2 and two once again yesterday. All of them were soccer plays, all coming from the EPL. And so let's break down those results, starting with the Aston Villa double chance versus Arsenal at plus 145. This was one of our losing plays yesterday. Unfortunately, Arsenal scored early in this match to lead at the half. Then we saw Villa score in the 74th. Looked great. Looked like they were going to pick up the point just to have Arsenal answer a couple minutes later on in the 77th. So tough result there. Very surprising because Arsenal now sits on 15 points through five matches. First in the EPL, they're the team to chase right now. Then we had Bournemouth double chance versus Wolves at minus 150. Uh, Bournemouth, they pick up the result here. 0-0 game, not a lot to really chat about when there's no goals, but this is a good result for them. Yes, they're taking on another bottom team in Wolves, and they probably wanted to pick up all three points, but... You get a point at home, and now they can move on and hopefully, with this new manager that they have, improve as a side. Then you had Manchester City versus Nottingham Forest. The first half over one and a half goals at minus 134. We cashed that play. Shout out to Erling Holland. I mean, he did it all on his own. Manchester City, they led 3-0 at half. And then another uh, three goals in the second half. So 6-0 the final versus Nottingham Forest. But... Man, Holland now has nine goals in five matches. He is he's getting up there as far as uh, goals in a season, and I think he's actually going to end up breaking the mark by the end of the year. Barring injury, of course, I tweeted it out yesterday. 34 goals is all that it takes in order to do it. He's already a quarter of the way there through five matches, so he's on pace for an, a staggering amount of goals. But nonetheless, City, they get the 6-0 win. We cash the bet. Then... 
West Ham double chance versus Tottenham. Tottenham, they had an own goal in the 34th, but we got that 55th goal from Susick to make it 1-1. And so we're happy with that West Ham cash. Uh, Tottenham, we figured they were due for a slip up and, and that ended up being yesterday. Then Liverpool, first half money line versus Newcastle. Didn't end up hitting Liverpool. They get the result uh, two to one overall, but they trade trailed one nil uh, in the first half. So an unfortunate uh, result yesterday. But as we said, we went three and two. What more can you ask for? It was a profitable day overall. Now, other game results from yesterday. We had MLB yesterday, starting with Houston. They won five to three over Texas. Uh, Kyle Tucker's two run single in the fourth inning was all they needed in order to win. Uh, Milwaukee six to one over Pittsburgh. Milwaukee had a four run seventh inning, and that's what put them over the top in that game. Then you had San Diego five to four over the Giants. Joe Musgrove with 11 Ks yesterday. Uh, they led five nil, uh, but held on late just to edge out the Giants in that game. Then you had four nothing Baltimore beat Cleveland thanks to Jordan Lyles who had. Six and two-thirds with two Ks. And then they got home runs from Henderson and Urias. We also saw Tampa Bay. They won two to one over Miami. Uh, we saw Washington beat Oakland five to one. That's just a battle of bad teams. Then you had the, the Cubs upset Toronto seven to five. Fran Mil Reyes home run is what put them over the top there. Seattle five to three over Detroit. The Mets two to one over the Dodgers. The Braves three to two over the Rockies. Boston 6-5 over Minnesota, the White Sox 4-2 over Kansas City, the Angels 3-2 over the Yankees thanks to Shohei Otani's three-run bomb in the bottom of the sixth inning, and then the blowout of the day, the Philadelphia Phillies 18-2 over the Arizona Diamondbacks, Bailey Falter, he had six Ks over just over six innings, but 22 hits overall for the Phillies. Their entire starting lineup had an RBI yesterday. Just an absolute blowout there. Uh, so shout out to the Phillies for that result. WNBA playoffs was yesterday. We saw the Connecticut Sun uh, and Chicago Sky. Chicago, they evened up the series 85-77, to 77, led by Candace Parker at 22 points in the win. John Quill Jones, she had 23-7 and seven in the loss for the Sun and now they get to head back to Connecticut for game three. That's going to be happening on Sunday. Don't really love the massive breaks that they've been giving these teams, but that's not going to stop with the WNBA playoffs. Then you had the Vegas Aces. They knocked off Seattle yesterday. Aja Wilson, she had 33 and 13 for Vegas. She's already the defensive player of the year. Many are projecting her to be the MVP, and she played like it yesterday for the Aces in what felt like a do or die game against the Seattle side. So Stewart, she had 32 and seven for the storm, but it wasn't enough. Neither was her three blocks. And so Seattle get to go home. They stole their game. If they hold home court, then they'll be laughing. Now, Serena Williams, she upset number two seed Annette Kovic, uh in three sets. Great result for Serena. Everyone, I think, heading into the night thought, well, is this potentially it? But she showed why she's one of the greatest female athletes of all time. Uh, she didn't have her best stuff in the first set. Looked like she was getting rattled in the second, but then came back to win 6-2 in the final set. So shout out to Serena. Many people in attendance for that game, including Tiger Woods, who I saw tweeted out, just checking out another GOAT, which was awesome. So uh, on the Chelsea front for signings, 
Uh, they signed two players yesterday, so they signed Wesley Fofana on a record deal uh, from Leicester. The 21-year-old uh, is heading to Chelsea, so they still have major issues to address. Just a few minutes ago, they signed Pierre Aubameyang. Uh, so they did add a scorer up front. This is his second stint in the EPL. He was with Arsenal prior to that. I just still don't love this Chelsea side quite yet. I need to see it in action. Um, if Obama Yang is up front and scoring goals like we know he can, then Chelsea will be laughing because that's what they've been missing. They've dominated possession in almost every game they've played. They just haven't had that up front presence. So we'll see if that's enough. And then also getting Fofana on the back end. They're already a banged up defense back there. And then Manchester City, they go out and they add a defenseman as well. Swiss international, uh, Manuel Akanji. Uh, he's on a five-year deal from Borussia Dortmund. As if Manchester City wasn't already good enough, they go out and add another defender here. They've had some injuries on the back end, and so this is really big for them uh, to go out and sign a defender. Uh, depth is huge in the EPL, especially when you have Champions League going on, League Cup. If you're still in the FA Cup, then you're, there's just matches every week. You're also going to have the World Cup coming up as well. So it's going to be a jam-packed soccer season. And so City picking up that defender is huge for them moving forward. Now let's talk about today's slate of games. We do have a number of uh, MLB games today. Once again, we aren't betting MLB anymore, but we'll chat about a couple leans that we have on the MLB front. Starting with the Mariners, they're minus 155 taking on the Tigers. You've got Gilbert on the mound versus Rodriguez. I would take the over seven and a half in this game if I was betting it. So that's our early lean on that matchup. The White Sox are minus 220 versus the Royals. Uh, the over-under line here is nine. I would just stay away from this game altogether. You've got Coito on the mound versus Mengden. Um, just not a matchup that I love. And so I would stay away from Royals-White Sox. Then you've got the Nationals and A's. We mentioned it earlier. This is just two bad teams. Espino taking on Waldachuk. Uh, the over-under line here is eight. I don't know where to go with either of these teams, uh, so I would stay away from this game. Then you've got Dodgers and Mets. This is probably the game to watch of the day, and it happens just after 4 Eastern time. Clayton Kershaw, who's 7-3, and three, taking on Bassett, who's 11-7. and seven. A good pitching matchup. The over-under here is seven and a half, so I would stay away from that over-under line in case one of these pitchers gets lit up early. Uh, but I do like Dodgers money line at minus 140. If you want to go down the road of Dodgers run line, then you can go plus 120. But when you've got two good pitchers like this, I think it could be a one run result. Then you've got the Guardians taking on the Orioles. You got Bieber on the mound taking on Bradish. We always ride with Bieber whenever he's on the mound, especially at home. They're minus 190 here. So if anything, I would take the run line at plus 115. But once again, not a part of our official betting card. Then you've got the Rangers and Red Sox auto taken on Rich Hill. Uh, the Red Sox are minus 175 at home uh, and the over underline at nine and a half. I don't love it. I would stay away from this game. I think it has potential to be high scoring, um, but I just don't trust either team. The Braves are minus 400 at home today with Strider on the mound taking on uh, Cool. I can't get myself to even go and bet minus two and a half because it's still only minus 115. I do think the Braves are going to win this game. If you like the run line, you might as well go and take the over eight as well because they are going to need to score a bunch in case the Rockies add a couple of their own. 
So that would be the lean there. And then to cap it off, you've got the Brewers with Woodruff on the mound taking on Merrill Kelly and the Arizona Diamondbacks. I like the over in that game, over seven and a half. That's the late game tonight, but staying away from it once again. Now, we also have college football all day today. Uh, First game starts at 6 p.m. Eastern time. There's a lot of bad teams playing today, but there is a couple good ones in there. They're a part of our official betting card now. This is our first time diving into the college football betting side of things. We read a lot of articles over the last couple days, just trying to familiarize ourselves with some of these teams and some of these betting lines. So this is going to be a bit of a trial run over the first couple weeks. So bet with us if you like. We're not going to be diving in too much uh, and taking any crazy spreads or anything, but we are going to be taking some over-unders here the first couple weeks. So Some of the bad games say you do have St. Francis and Akron. Uh, The over-under there is 50, and Akron's an 18-point favorite. Not a part of our card. you got Bryant and Florida International. You've got South Carolina State and UCF. UCF massive favorites there. And then as you go down the list, there's Missouri's playing today. you got Minnesota, Arizona State, to name a few. But the ones that are a part of our betting card we'll talk about in a couple seconds here. So let's... Head over now and talk about our hedge morning plays. These are the four plays that we have for today. Uh, Starting with the EPL slate, you've got 20th place, Leicester City at home. They're taking on Manchester United, who sit in 12th at the King Power Stadium. Now, what we're rolling with today is Manchester United first goal versus Leicester City. And the big reason why is this is a very tough game to bet today. We love going to both teams to score. I still don't trust Manchester United's back line, and Leicester's been giving up goals like crazy. But that's a juiced line right now. It's close to minus 180. I just don't love going that high up with my odds, uh, as is the over 2.5. We're looking at minus 165 there. So I also don't trust either team on the money line. While United's picked up six points in their last two games, I still don't think this is a great side. I think they just had a couple of good results. So I don't feel comfortable going and laying a road money line on this team or even a draw no bet on this team. I think this game does have upset potential. When you're looking at Manchester United, they're going to go home and play Arsenal on the weekend. So they might be looking forward to that game, especially since it's only in a couple days time. They kind of got screwed over by the schedule here, having to play such a short week, but I would like Manchester United if I knew Casemiro was in the lineup and that Ronaldo was getting the start. I don't know that yet, given we have these early lines and they're not going to be kicking off for almost six hours here. So I'm going to roll with Manchester United first goal. I trust them to open the scoring, at least in this game. It's just whether or not they hold on for the result. So I like that play. It's minus 145 right now. So I like Manchester United first goal at minus 145. Now, the three college plays that we have today, as we just said, these are a bit of a trial run. So we do buy a couple points here on these over-under lines, but we did do the research on them. So West Virginia and Pitt over 50 and a half. Now, this is minus 136 buying a couple points. It actually is at 53 right now. So I'm seeing a lot of people on the under here, but what I did see was Pitt are the reigning ACC champs. And Big 12 games, they're often high scoring coming out of the gate. So what I also read was that both quarterbacks in this game were in the same quarterback room at USC. Both have since transferred out. In fact, Slovis stole Daniel's spot after Daniel's tore his ACL. 
So I think there's a little bit of added motivation there in this game. Um, I think Slovis, he's going to have a solid year from everything that I read. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that they roll early. I do think that Pitt's going to win this game. The spreads at seven and a half right now, but I do think that we have a a closer game. It maybe finishes in the 28 to 24 type range. We cash the over here. So I'm going to roll with the over in that West Virginia Pitt game to start. Then number 12, Oklahoma State, they're taking on Central Michigan. The line right now is at 58.5. We're going to go under 60.5 at minus 136. Now, I don't see this one being an absolute shootout. Both offenses should be good this year from everything I read, but neither will have the identity of wanting to turn games into a shootout. Also, Oklahoma State, they're 7-1-1 on unders in their last nine September games. They do have Spencer Sanders, but he doesn't have his top running back or top wide receiver coming back this year. So it may take him a bit of time to figure out who that those best weapons are for him. On the Central Michigan side of things, everything that I read was that their new offensive coordinator wants to run the football. And so that's going to keep the clock moving. Again, wading into these waters of college football, but if they're running the ball a ton, that's wasting the clock. That's going to make this under hit. And so I bought the couple points just to be safe, but I'm going with the under 60 and a half here. If the over is going to hit, it's going to be because Oklahoma State got it there because they are multiple touchdown favorites in this game. And then to cap it off, Purdue versus Penn State. The actual is at 53. We bought a point and a half to get it to over 51 and a half at minus 132. Now, Purdue does have Aiden O'Connell at QB. He's coming off a 3,700-yard, 28-touchdown season a year prior. A lot of people are saying that he's the second-best player in the Big Ten, or quarterback, sometimes player, in the Big Ten, uh, behind C.J. Stroud at uh, Ohio State. Now, Penn State, they're coming off a tough year, but they do have a solid quarterback as well in Sean Clifford. And from everything I read, Purdue's defense is nothing special this year. So I'm expecting both teams to be in the high 20s, if not low 30s here. Uh, both very good offenses. Now, Penn State are favored to win here as well. So uh, expecting a higher scoring opener with the Nittany Lions winning. They're looking to get out to a better start after a disappointing season. One of the better programs in college football. Now, 61% of the folks are on the under, which is why I bought the couple points. I think if it was at this 51 and a half line, it would be closer to 50-50. So those are our four plays that we're rolling with today. If you follow us on Twitter, you would see our Pittsburgh Steelers preview is going to be out tomorrow, our final NFL preview. Uh, And so appreciate everyone who tuned in this morning to listen to our betting plays. And we'll see you guys tomorrow to cap it off for this week of the Daily Competitive Edge podcast. Hey guys, just one final thing. We forgot to recap our August of betting plays. We want to be completely transparent about how we're doing on the betting side of things. Unfortunately, we had a tough month overall. Uh, We are down 30 units. A lot of that had to do with chasing baseball plays all summer. And so now that we're back with EPL, we did have a good EPL month. We're up almost four units on the EPL side of things already in the young season. So follow us for the EPL plays. Definitely check out as we get into NFL and college football. Those are sports that we're more comfortable with. And so appreciate everyone who listens to our show every single day.